this episode make it three in a row for the boatmen. Oakland has some interesting disciplinary action coming his way, and the fourth rankings turning a little salty. Cold ones, it's the Argos Fancast. You can find us at Argos Fancast or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast or go directly to the Argos Fancast.podbean.com. I am Clay Chisholm. You can find me at all kinds of Clay on the various social media machines. And joining us, as always, our resident historian from ArgoFans.com. He is our VP of Football Operations, Will Gertler, MBA. Hi, everybody. You can find me on Twitter at ArgoFans or at www.ArgoFans.com. And from the double blue order, Sir Douglas of House Ballinger, second of his name, Lord of Section 116, Warden of the South Side and Protector of the Realm. How's it going, everyone? You can find me on Twitter at DougB519. You can find the Double Blue Order on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. And also, we got a merch store that has a whole bunch of stuff in it, including Ticat, including coffee mugs that represent that, that you can fill up with Ticat tiers or Rough Rider tiers. And of course, the law firm t-shirt, doubleblueorder.ca. Well, gentlemen, we have our third win in a row. Woo! Um, so I, I feel it, uh, feel it apropos. We're going streaky! Yeah! Going streaky. Because <laughs> uh, it... it Two in a row, I don't call it. Three in a row is streaky. And we're playing the Red Blacks after our nice bye week. But, uh, yeah, we, we I guess we, we let them uh, come a little bit too close for comfort, but we still held on for the 24-19 win. Uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson, uh, 27 of 39, almost 70%, 365 yards, a TD and a pick. Uh, A.J. Willette, 10 carries, 29 yards. Uh, McLeod, Bethel, Thompson, and Chad Kelly each had two carries. Uh, A.J. Willette did have a touchdown run, though. Um, receiving, Curly Gittins Jr. showed up again. Eight catches, 161 yards, a 20.1-yard average, and a touchdown. Uh, DeMonte Cox, he added three for 68. Brandon Banks, six for 49. DeVaris Daniels, four for 36. AJ will at four for 26. Markeith Ambles two for 25. Uh, Boris Beatty went, uh, where are we here? Where's his field goals? He went uh, three for five. And uh, leading the way, uh, tackling again. Oh, well, shocking. Winton McManus, eight tackles. Uh, Royce Mechie, seven. Trevor Hoyt, four. Chris Edwards, three. And a special teams tackle. Jamal Peters had three. Uh, Dwayne Hendricks had uh, three. Jack Kassar, three. And we'll go down the line. Maurice Carnell had a pick. And, uh, yeah, other than that, we had a decent day. Except for really the fourth quarter. 
but we'll get to that in in a little bit. Guys, anything that uh, you noticed on, from this game right off the bat? Curly Gittens Jr. almost broke a record if McLeod had hit him on that deep ball late in the game. Yeah. He would have had the single game uh, Argo record for receiving yards. And I, I, I believe in the in the post game press conference, McLeod Bethel Thompson mentioned that, um, and he took the blame for missing him on that one. I have no more observations. Let's do this. Well, well, the good, the bad, the ugly. And Doug is back, which means he starts off the good, the bad, and the ugly. What are you starting with this week, Doug? Uh, good question. I'm going to start with the good, and, and of course, it's Curly Gittins. Of course, Curly Gittins Jr. Who else would it be? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, 161 yards receiving. That is ridiculous. And it should have been over 200. Oh, yeah. Should have been. I, I believe that it was that the that would that that pass would have been a 95 or 99 yard touchdown or should have been 108 yards. 108. Jesus Christ. So you we're had 269 yards receiving and two breaking touchdowns. the Terry Greer's record of 246. Well, now he's got a goal. Targeted him 12 times. He caught eight balls, and I, I, at least two of those were, were overthrows. So, oh. Will, what was your good? Um, Maurice Carnell the fourth. I think he's come in when Shaq got injured, and he's played pretty, pretty well back there. I know he was in camp, so he would have learned the system, but, you know, we really haven't. There hasn't been too much of a drop-off since Shaq got hurt. No, and I can't, I'm, I'm still trying to put my finger on it. it was, there was somebody who expected Maurice Carnell to have a breakout game. Somebody said that a couple weeks ago when uh, Jamal Peters was on his tear. But they said that Morris Carnell and um, one of the one of the other DBs was uh, was in there. I can't remember who it was. Oh, Deshaun Amos. Yeah. Said so said the three, the, him and uh, those two and Jamal Peters were uh, due for uh, just to start dominating. Well, Amos and Mechie have been uh, solid all year. Oh, and uh, my good, um, you know what? As much as we bent in the uh, the third and fourth quarter when our offense could not stay on the field for the life of them uh, in that fourth quarter where they think they – only were on the field for three minutes or approximately three minutes. That defense, who must have been just dog tired, held on, held that game game to uh, twenty four nineteen. 
So they they're get they're getting my good this week. Doug, what was your bad? It's hmm. a good question. <laughs> the only the only thing I can think of is the if I'm nitpicking the fourth quarter. I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, but this game should not have been anywhere near this close. No. And you damn near let them back in it in the fourth quarter. Do, do, what do we look like, Hamilton here? We don't choke. We don't choke that hard. Come on now. Yeah, we had the fourth quarter. We had an interception. A let's see, we get we had a four play drive which ended in a punt, a two and out, and then we had the uh and then final the five plays. Yeah, not the greatest fourth quarter from the from our offense. No, and so no, wonder, I, so no wonder the defense was dead tired by the end of the game. Well, there's another matter which we'll we'll get into as well. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. it seemed like McLeod threw that in. You know, that was after. I mean, the Argos had gone up what twenty four to nine. Then they allowed Ottawa to get a touchdown drive, and then McLeod threw that pick. And what's I think what maybe I mean McLeod threw two picks against Hamilton it really didn't phase him too much but I guess one thing you have to be concerned about is he threw two picks you know you know threw the one in the Calgary game that was the pick six then he threw one on Saturday um, and the offense really wasn't able to do anything after that so you sort of have to be maybe a bit concerned about the, how the team responds in that situation. Yeah, um, I, I don't know how this is get. We're not going to find out until next week. But uh, the, my bad is that we lost uh, Enoch Muamba and Shane Ray in yeah. this game. Um, and Dijon Allen. And Dijon Allen. Um, so hopefully it's just you know bumps and bruises, and they're okay to uh, to go and go. Uh, well, when we're back in, uh, back in Ottawa. Yeah. No, that that was going to be my bad too. I mean, the team, the defense played, you know, very well in the first half, and then I think once Mwamba went down, Ottawa was able to start to move the ball a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, Kassar is, was uh, playing for the most part in there, but he was rotating in and out with Hoyt, I believe. Um, they were doing a decent job, but neither of them have the pedigree the football, the pedigree football acumen, the sense, the, the, the wherewithal that Enoch Mwamba has. And something like that only comes with experience. 
Yeah. You know, I I looked at this this game and, and honestly, when it when the game was over, I kind of thought I'm like this game was was kind of like when you know if you've got a, a younger brother and you're you're you know you're playing him in a in in any kind of game and you're just making him look silly and then you go okay I'll just I'll just let him back in the game and then he gets a couple couple there and you just like oh well I'll see how far he can go and you know you you you're kind of you know, pretending to hold your foot on the throat, but still letting them them move. And then you go, okay, no, that's it. We're done. And then just close it right out and, and just knock them out. But you still don't destroy them like you normally would. That's what this game felt like. They just kind of took their foot off the gas. Yeah. For a little bit. Then go, oh, okay, yeah, let, let's, let's do it. But, I mean, when you lose, you know, two key guys on defense and, uh, <laughs> God damn, we can't afford to lose a tackle. No, um, you don't have enough of those guys. And it was, you know, but Mwamba is definitely the biggest concern, I think, because the team struggled a little bit on defense when he was out last year. If I remember correctly, I believe they did. Yeah. But I mean, when. Hopefully with the, the week off, though, you know, if he's not able to go, then. uh They'll be uh, able to have somebody kind of step up. You know, sometimes it's not always going to happen in game, but hopefully with two weeks off or with a week off in between it, they can they can uh, get things tightened up where they need to need to be. I think Corey Mace will probably have a good hand in that. Um. God damn it! I don't even know. I, I am. You guys have already said my bad, so we'll go to the ugly. Mm. I don't really know if there was an ugly per se. No, it, it wasn't that ugly of a game. It just. Yeah, I can't really even think of even one specific play that I would say would be ugly. Did you have something, Doug? No, I said I'd pass. <laughs> you know, I I will say this for the game. You know, I, I, I'm. You know, you know, we do still. You know, there's still one game remaining. Um, against them. Uh, Doug and I will be there, um, but I'm kind of you know you know the Argos had gone in the game winning two in a row. Ottawa had gone in the game winning two in a row. You know the narrative on TSN was oh look at the Red Blacks. You know that was the narrative. You know nothing about the Argos. You know winning two in a row against Hamilton, including one game you know on Labor Day where the, where they never win. Uh, so you know, I, I, I it may not have been pretty at the end, but I'm happy with I'm happy that they took care of business in Ottawa. Keep controlling that narrative. Yeah, and yeah. I think the the sum of Ottawa's opponents, uh, Edmonton and Montreal, probably equals out to the sum of uh, two Hamilton. So yeah, <laughs> I it, it's apples and oranges, but. 
here still like yeah, okay, maybe we didn't score 38 points, but we held Hamilton to eight. Yeah, and Montreal's like a box of chocolates. You never know who you're going to get each week. No. Oh. Well, um, the other thing that came out of this game is uh, there was a roughing the passer uh penalty called on Sean Oakman uh, against Nick Arbuckle and it was on on uh, play 13 it got uh, it got you know they threw the threw the challenge flag and reviewed it and the call was overturned and it got uh, they called the roughing the passer call but you know and that that's going to automatically uh, generate the uh, disciplinary review. Um, Sean Oakman posted the email that he got. And if you haven't seen this already, listen in or or go check out his Instagram. I haven't haven't heard this, so please continue. (laughs) So go ahead. Disciplinary review dash Sean Oakman is subject. Good morning. You are being considered for league disciplinary action for your hit on Toronto Argonauts quarterback McLeod Bethel Thompson. Wait, what? Yes, that's what it says. That's exactly what it says on play 13 of CFL game number 62 on Saturday, September 10th, 2022. Now, somebody fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I, I'm, when I saw that, the first thing I'm like, God damn it, Sean, stop celebrating so damn hard. Because <laughs> that would be the only reason he would hit our quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's not even doing that in practice. They're just touching him, right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, they, they obviously meant Nick Arbuckle, um, who was of the Ottawa Red Blacks, but <laughs> oh well you have half the time the referees are always like holding but when a no no saskatchewan referees are a bunch of dozy bastards anyway for the most part i mean but this uh, isn't there well, well, i guess this is not I mean, there I mean, I mean i mean i was I well was this gonna, is partly I'm, part I'm gonna, me- I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna mention this how is how is play thirteen, which was called, which was overturned on a roughing the passer? How was that roughing the passer when play fifty, when play fifty three, when McLeod Bethel Thompson got nailed? That wasn't. Well, I mean, I, I, I oh, can, some, can someone explain that to me, please? And well, I don't know. It just seemed was there even a head to head contact? I, honestly, I I think this kind of comes down to the sheer size of Oakman and oh, so we're talking he, to, we're talking the Zdeno Chara rule here. Uh, well, pretty sorry, much. He's the, well, he's the biggest I mean, guy in the he's the tallest guy in the league. And and I think we, like when I watch the play back, it it Nick Arbuckle also ducked in into that which. <sighs> 
Like when you're ducking, when you're, you know, what Nick Arbuckle's what, like six two, six three. When you're ducking into a six nine guy with wingspan, like a sixty five yard wingspan, you know, you're probably gonna get hit in the head. Um, since we're throwing the referees underneath the bus, our standard flag really falls into that. All right, gentlemen, you have. That's not it. <laughs> A legal procedure. Defense. They made the offense move. Five-yard penalty. First down repeated. Oh, Andre Prue. Illegal procedure in the rule book in Canadian football is only on the offense. And that just kind of feels like that's that's what this call was. Especially when you point out the, you know, play play 53 was yeah, the same the, the same egregiousness and it was called the called the other way. It was borderline horse. It was borderline, if not a horse collar. But if you go directly on what the uh, the CFLs put in writing, I hope for their sake they corrected that to him, because if they didn't, he's got uh, the CFLPA is going to say, ah, no, that's wrong. You can't discipline him. I hope they do that. He didn't hurt McLeod Bethel Thompson. Didn't hurt anybody. No, I, I think we should ask him, Cloud Bethel Thompson, if uh, if you know Sean Oakman's hit on him uh, was egregious. If we I don't think him, if we ever get him on the show, we'd ask, we should ask him that. All right, that feels like a challenge. <laughs> All right, I got I got a bye week to work on this. Oh boy, <laughs> do it, do it. We'll see what we can get. Um, you'll reach for McLeod Bethel Thompson, and you'll end up getting like we're gonna get the third stringer, <laughs> if not the if not a practice roster guy. <laughs> uh, since we don't I'm have not, a game to I'm look, not, at. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying like to be mean or anything to the team. I'm just saying that's what happens, okay, <laughs> all the time. When we want, when we want, like, whenever, like, well, in, during it, doesn't, the, it doesn't happen during very often season, when we ask players. Yeah, during the season when we ask for players, we have a little bit of a hard time. But in the offseason, we've been pretty good in getting whoever we wanted. So um, we'll figure that one out. And, and yes, you could ask like, Chad Kelly why he was wearing socks in the swimming pool. <laughs> oh. But the pool uh, yeah. wasn't filled with water, though. Well, it was. Was it? I didn't notice that. I thought the thing it was, was the one that I I don't the one that Jagera Davis and uh, Darius Bladdock did today. They were in. It <laughs> uh, was water, but yeah, maybe in the first one, you're right. There wasn't any water. Uh, you don't wear socks in a pool, but I mean, they they also wore you know, full equipment on a bus. Yeah. The last, the last last time most people wore full equipment on a bus was high school. 
or you know Friday night in Hamilton on their on their city bus. But that's a different story. And it's a different type of equipment too. <laughs> um, some nice things kind of happened with the with the Argos in turn in after the you know, they won their third in a row. Uh, we moved up to f- number three in the power rankings uh, in the CFL power rankings because. BC is completely lost without Nathan Rourke uh, and have fallen down, finally. Um, so the Argos are now taking up that spot. They've only got Winnipeg and Calgary to look up to. And McLeod Bethel-Thompson moved up two places in the CFL's quarterback index to rank number two this week. I... It was a, a bunch of stuff, but I'm not. I don't even didn't even bother reading it. I just looked at the, the, the rankings. He moved up two spots. Well, Cody Fajardo fell two. Jake Mayer stayed in third. Well, Jake Cody Fajardo's team all had diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna, that's, that's not an excuse, Glenn Suter and Michael Ball. I did, and I'll be honest, I did not have that on my excuses bingo card, and it's going to get reprinted with that attached to it now. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess they they were trucking in or you know having players from a practice roster drive into town. And that's a long drive. It's like a five six hour drive or something like that. It's not a pleasant drive, people. It's a boring, very boring drive. Very boring. There's um, a gas station in Brandon. That's about it. <laughs> but, the, you know, after the team had flown out to uh, Winnipeg, some of their players couldn't even make it out of the, the, uh, the hotel, and they had to get uh, guys from the practice roster to drive in, some arriving that mor- the morning of the game. Was it the South? Did they go to the Salisbury house? <laughs> Well, they they said it was a flu bug that uh, that went through, so we're not oh. sure. But there are some sketchy, uh, and there were there were a couple guys that didn't even make the trip. So this was this was something they they must have eaten in Regina. Oh, um, because it, you know, it was um, yeah, there was a couple guys that didn't make the trip because they had the had the flu and weren't didn't think they were going to be up to it. Um, yeah. Hopefully it wasn't the Italian star deli. They would never admit that ever. It, it, it could be it could be Western pizza. No, I mean I, I've I've had Western pizza before and it does create somewhat. Yeah, well that's just that's just the copious amounts of cheese that's on there. Yeah, I have no <laughs> idea what the hell you guys are talking about. <laughs> Western Pizza is this awesome pizza place in, in Saskatchewan. Well, in Moose Jaw, they got it. They got it in Regina too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a it's a couple couple blocks down from the uh, it used to be the the Riders uh, head office before they moved to moved it to New Mosaic. Um, but it, I believe I want to say it's on Albert Street. Uh, yeah, Western Pizza, and they used to. To uh, sponsor the uh, the party zone back at Taylor Field. Okay. 
the the, the colored uh, uh, bench seats that were in the in the end zone, in the south end zone, I believe it was. Uh, it was the Western Pizza Party Zone. And the only reason I know that is because I'm looking at a picture of it right now. I happen to have a picture of my kids when they were much younger sitting on the uh, on the Saskatchewan Rough Rider logo in the end zone with the Western Pizza Party zone in the background. Well, it, it was good. I had like the Greek pizza with like God knows what was on it, but it uh, my, mom, my mom used to swear by the lasagna. Hmm. And anytime they're staying, they're staying over in Regina. They they make sure that she gets her lasagna. Hopefully not the vegetarian lasagna. Oh fuck no! Yeah. What the fuck? Would you do that? My grandmother tried to make that in Florida once. She was told never to make it again. Bluntly. I think I've only ever had vegetarian lasagna once, and I actually got physically sick. Mm. And then Doug, the Italian Star Deli, is the is a little deli that is literally in the front of a house um, that's been there for decades, and they name name sandwiches after Ryder players all the time. Hmm. So okay. if you're ever in Regina again, you have two places to go eat now. Oh, so that's going to be now. I'm going to have to put up a poll to see where I'm going to go for the Western road trip next year. Uh, well, I mean, where'd you, where did you do Grey Cup when you did the Wandering Glens? Calgary. Calgary, okay. So you've done Calgary. You, you, yeah, there's Vancouver, Edmonton, Regina, and Winnipeg. Well, it depend, depends on uh, <laughs> on how you want to work it. Yeah, it depends on how it depends on how. Depends, how Vancouver is a nice uh, trip. What? Vancouver is a nice trip. Oh yeah, Vancouver's great. You you when you land in the plane, you feel like you're about to run into the water. Yeah. Well, they, they usually they usually make the 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 curve around and then come in. Um, come in over the over the water into vancouver if you're on the if you're on the east west if you're doing the the wind's coming to the east sure yeah landing I, I, in Va- i've flown through vancouver so landing uh, in vancouver sorry can you can you can i can i talk please I understand no I no no i'm no talking I, for you i haven't i understand i haven't been here for two weeks but can you please stop interrupting me now, I remember I flew into Vancouver when I was on my way to Vegas, and I remember, I do remember, yeah, I'm like, where's the land? Where's the land? Where's the <laughs> land? Oh, there's the land. <laughs> I remember that because I had about an hour and a half to get to clear customs and get to the gate, and I barely made it. <laughs> it's a... Uh, <sighs> It's almost as bad as there's a there's an airport in I believe it's Japan where they've literally built an island just for the airport. 
So also, every, I, think that, I think that was also Hong Kong too. Yeah, Hong oh, Kong. Oh, no, yeah, it was Hong Kong, not Japan. Yeah, yeah. So every every way you come in, you're going. Where's the land? Where's the land? Where's oh, there's the land. Doesn't matter any way you fly into there. Love the name of the airport in Hong Kong too. Just because because it allows me to just laugh like Beavis for a while. I have to look this up. I cannot remember what it is. Check lap cock. Oh, some other other good things that came out this week. The uh, CFL simulation and the possibilities came out. uh, Odds to make the playoffs. We. The Argos are currently predicted to go 11 and 7. Not good enough in my books, but 99.89% chance to make the playoffs. Hamilton has a 4.63% chance. I'd like to know where the two where the other two losses are going to come from. Yeah. <sighs> I'm just curious at this point. Like I said, minimum. Well, but that's based on our winning percentage, right? Yeah. I mean, they're not. I don't think they're going through each game and saying whether the Argos will win or lose. Um, and if we're gonna they're, lose, they're probably thinking we're losing to BC and we're losing to Calgary. That's what I'm thinking. Well, I'm thinking Calgary and the Montreal game in Montreal. We have not won in Montreal in a while. And if we well, then we're due. We lose that, we lose the series. And if we lose the series, depending on how the other previous games go, we could be we, they could be they could host the East final. Well, no, we we've won one game against them so far. We yeah, have won it. Yeah, still. but it's, oh right. Uh, I forgot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and. The the project the projection to for the Argos to win the East eighty seven point five five percent not too bad um, and rounding out the odds to win the East because we haven't clinched yet the Hamilton Tie Cats have a zero point zero two percent so they're saying there's a chance. Well, albeit extremely remote. Yeah. Um, the uh, odds to appear in the 109th Grey Cup. Toronto tops the projection with 78.15%. Suck on that, Blue Bombers. Do you want to know where Hamilton lands? I, I'm re- I'm reading it. I know. <laughs> Are they last? No, Zero, actually, no. Se- second last, actually. Well, the, Al- the Alps are probably last. Yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> um, and we're uh, well, second to win the win the Grey Cup because well, Winnipeg is having a stupid year again. Nineteen point six eight percent. 
But you take a look at the most likely Grey Cup matchups. Notice the top one. Yep. Winnipeg, Toronto. Which means to me, the odds to win the Grey Cup go from 19.68 to 100. <laughs> well, and then and then you look at the, the second option. Well, that's going to be boring, isn't it? <laughs> we got to face the face the horse molesters again. <laughs> well, Calgary, I mean, by the way, for those of you who aren't paying, you don't pay attention. <laughs> we, we get we just get to figure out a new way to beat Calgary in the Grey Cup. So beat. So let's see. We beat them by double digits in 2012. We we beat we them in the game, snow and beat them in the snow by by a field goal on a game-winning interception because Bo wanted to be Brett Favre. Oh, we beat them by 15 and minus gazillion in Winnipeg. Yeah. So how can so what can we do here to like do we have to just pound like completely pound them in the submission? I mean, I think that'd be anticlimactic if it's like 48 nothing at the end of the first at the end of the first half. Yeah. But, but I mean, like everyone could be everyone could go to the everyone could just go to the victory party and all the teams play out. Yeah, you know, and I I would rather see a relative I Okay, the way I look at it, let's let's do a game where it's there's ne- we're never it's never totally in in doubt that they're going to win, but you know, we let Calgary have a little bit of uh false hope in there just just to keep it interesting. But it isn't it isn't Saskatchewan, so you know if it's not something swaying in the wind, it probably is uh, more interesting than what else is going on out there. Sorry, Piffles. Didn't really talk about tractors so much. <laughs> tractors and wheat and canola and harvest. Well, they'll be well beyond harvest by the time Grey Cup happens. <laughs> oh, 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 here on the um, the Regina radio broadcasts these days is about the harvest. Well, it's a good thing I'm not listening to Regina radio. That would drive me nuts. All right, fantasy. Uh, fuck. <laughs> we I... went with Will's picks and we lost. Oh, badly. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I've I've had a shit two weeks as well. So, yeah. Well, see, see, Will had a great week the week before. We finally got him to stop groaning about fantasy, and and then we used his picks. And this week we have a, a, a smaller. <laughs> yeah, this week is going to be even more difficult. Only three games. Yeah. And mm-hmm. let's see, Jake. Well, I think I think I know where I'm splitting my picks between. So I think I know where I'm going. Uh, well, 
Yeah, the as long as it isn't too expensive, that is. But more than the start the the start and sit uh, report that came comes out on CFL.ca is telling us to pick Taylor Cornelius. Not sure about that one. What? Yeah. But you know, it's, it's Taylor, Taylor Cornelius over Cody Fajardo apparently. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, mean, okay, I mean, I understand there. Like, I can potentially understand the reasoning, but Cody hasn't had a good year at all this year. I mean, his best game was against BC. He earned, he earned 20.8 fantasy points. Yeah. All right, Doug, where, where's, where's your thinking here? Um, comes to quarterback, I have no idea. Yeah, like I'm, I'd be looking at honestly, you because know, BC's defense has not played great lately. So Jake Mayer is a consideration. Hamilton sucks, so Zach Caleros would be would be the, the heavy oh, option. Oh, let's put it. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, they're. <laughs> yeah, Hamilton. Yeah, when they say eat them raw, yeah, Winnipeg's gonna do exactly that. You're gonna be like a. They're gonna be like a bad airline dinner. They're gonna be like a, like an Air Canada dinner from the late '80s. Absolutely god awful. Was that bad? Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah, late '80s. They were. Food was god awful. Okay. It was terrible. And I mean, everything is expensive this week. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's that's the problem. Yeah. Well, I, I think I uh, go like Kevin Brown, Frankie Hickson at at running back. You probably kind of manage to sneak in a receiver. Yeah. I mean, that's where I my my was thinking was Frankie Hicks and Kevin Brown. They're the cheaper options in there. Um, yes. As far as a receiver, geez, this is a tough one. I want I want to pick Malik Henry, but uh, I'm just trying to find out what. Yeah, he's up to eight thousand. He was he's not the the value that he was at when uh, he was down at like 5,000 earlier in the year. Dalton Shane's still okay, but where do you sort of go from there? He's sick. Oh yeah. And, and I'm throwing, I'm throwing, I'm putting it in pen Winnipeg's defense against Hamilton. Yeah. I managed to get Caleros in my lineup. Yeah, well, right now I've got Caleros, Hickson, Brown, Schoen, and Winnipeg's defense. I've got two spots open, the wide receiver and a flex for 11,000 in there. I I put Schaefer Baker and Dylan Mitchell in there. Dylan Mitchell. He's uh, Edmonton. He's, he's had a few. Okay, well... We'll leave that leave that those open for now. We'll see what the uh, see what the depth charts look like uh, la- later in the week. 
Oh, picks. Hey, we don't have to flip a coin this week. Yeah, I got a, yeah, I got a beef about that. <laughs> you man, got, you you were going out on a limb, man. You had me hold on. You had me take Edmonton over Calgary. I literally just flipped a coin. Like the Saskatchewan over Winnipeg, that's fine. Right? Because that would that would have that would have that was okay with me because I because I was going on uh, on a death of a monarch angle. Rest yeah. Peace, Your Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. But Edmonton over Calgary? That's what the coin said, man. Your Don't play fucked. It's the Google coin. When you type in flip a coin, it was the Google one that popped up. So blame Google. It not me. I just I just did what the coin said. That is and, a fuck, that's a fucked up looking coin too. <laughs> well, that's an American fuck up thing. Doug uh, doesn't but, know what the coin looked like though. No, I just saw it actually. The Google <laughs> coin, yeah. No, but I mean he didn't he didn't personally witness Clay flipping the coin last week. No, I just I just pressed the thing on Google said flip a coin. Hmm. I mean, I've got. I mean, I've got funny euros at home. You could have flipped. That probably would have given you a better result. Because I would. Because not in your wildest dreams would I have taken Edmonton over Calgary. Not not even remotely. Sorry, Turf District, but the Elks just suck. Okay. Well, they. they, I'm, they I'm just know. gonna say Calgary went in there, not shot the elk in the face with a bolt action rifle. Stored the carcass on the horse, rode it back to camp, skinned it, cooked it, and wore it and and made hide out of it before it finally rode back to Calgary. Okay, so for future ones, I have now and I am hashtag Red Dead Redemption (laughs) Two. So, um, for reference, rather than doing the Google coin flip. Could have, you could have just let me know beforehand. I would have made my picks and sent them in. Well, that's not fun. <laughs> well, yeah, because you, yeah, you're not going to get a reaction like this out of me. <laughs> so now I have found a uh, randomized Canadian coin flip, and I can do a penny, which we don't have anymore, a nickel, a dime, or a quarter. Oh, or uh, what else we got here? Ooh, a 50-cent piece and a dollar. No toonie in there. I think regardless, regardless, I think the quarter is just going to be King Charles's ears. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll use that next time in, in case Doug does not submit his picks to us. This week, Friday night, We've got the Edmonton Elks in to Saskatchewan. Hopefully the flu is uh, not in that locker room anymore. Um, Will is picking Edmonton for some unknown, ridiculous reasoning that he hates Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm. I'm picking Saskatchewan because my roots and it's fucking Edmonton. Doug? I'm taking Saskatchewan because, because I'm sorry, the Elks suck. <laughs> if, if, if they come out and upset 
it would it would be like it was going to be a massive upset, but I do not see that happening. Oh, and then we got Saturday. We've got a doubleheader. First, we start off in Hamilton. Um, <laughs> Winnipeg comes to town. I think this is going to be ugly. Who's starting for Hamilton? Oh, God. Apparently, Dane Evans. Maybe. I don't know. Fuck. Nobody can play quarterback in that town right now. Not sorry. Um, Really, not Jamie Newman. Jamie Newman might start? Dear God. What's it? I'm picking Winnipeg by 28. You know, you know who I think it's going to be? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be the drunk that's on the number five bus. That's who they're going to get to play quarterback. But, in other, but otherwise... Um, have you, <laughs> uh, the bombers are going to live up to their name and they're just going to carpet bomb the ever living hell out of the, out of the black and yellow. Absolutely. It's going to be an absolute demolition. I think Hamilton's going to end up, uh, getting some points in garbage time. Uh, only because Winnipeg's probably going to be playing the majority of their third stringers, and maybe some guys out of position just for fun. Well, they haven't clinched the East final just yet. It's it's it's, it's Hamilton. I know. <laughs> they're gonna they're they're gonna be up big early. They're gonna they're gonna put up fifty some odd points. And the only reason I say by twenty eight is because I said garbage time, where Hamilton's gonna be playing their starters, and Winnipeg's gonna be playing. They're going to recruit that bum off the number five bus just to just to see what he can do for fun. They're going to be you know throwing down bets on what this what the guy will do in a Winnipeg uniform. It's going to be over at halftime. Will? I think I'm picking Hamilton. No, I just want to know how much Winnipeg is going to win by. Oh, many. I, I, I do not, I wonder if they're gonna test the the I wonder if they're gonna have another fire drill at, <laughs> at litter box. I wonder if they're gonna have another fire drill. Oh, well, maybe an unofficial fire drill. Either that or that. Well, that, they, well, they had cool. a fire drill on Labor Day at the end of the. <laughs> the Coors Light Banquet Bar is going to be very, 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 very busy. They may need something heavier. The Stipley's going to be giving out free shots to Ticat fans because they're going to need it. Uh, then we got the, uh, the well the evening game, seven o'clock. BC is in Calgary. Dear God, this would be the the worst week to play pro line because you're, you're not going to get shit. No. God, Calgary. Doug? Yeah, I'm taking Calgary. Like, like, like I understand this. 
I mean, Vernon Adams, this is probably going to be Vernon Adams' first game as a Lion. Yep. yep. But somehow I don't think he's, like, it's going to be one of those things where is he going to gel with it with his superstar receivers right away, or is it going to take time? A lot of question marks. Calgary, of course, Calgary is, of course, Calgary. They'll they'll pull a win out of their, out of their ass if they have to, unless it's a Grey Cup. So, yeah, Calgary. Oh, and they're playing them back to back, home and home too. Oh, geez. Well, and there's a lot of writing, and there's a lot writing on that game too. Yeah. Considering where they are in the standings. Will. Yeah, I'm going Calgary. I, I even with Vernon Adams in the lineup, I don't think it's going to matter. Yeah. I think this is the first time in a long time we've been unanimous in all our picks. Oh, no. You're not flipping a coin to represent me, for starters. I I picked Edmonton because bias. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. Maybe maybe we were unanimous on the picks that we're rationally picking. (laughs) Yeah, well. All right. I think that does it with the the CFL news. So it's time for some more fun stuff. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. Three minutes and we're out of here. We got three minutes and we're out. Is this thing on? Yeah. Are you hearing it? I guess that's me, finally. All right, let's go to the piggery first. The fuck was that? I thought you were going to do your, your humming and hawing like you normally do. I didn't think you were going to be right on the ball this week. You never are. <laughs> I had the crickets lined up and everything. <laughs> All right. Poor Too Grinch. bad. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> Sucker. Anyway, pork rankings. Let's go to, let's go, let's go eat some, let's go eat some pork. Starting off, the Bombers looked like they retook the top spot. They're a tray. They are a tray of bacon. Oh, of course. So much bacon. There's got to be like 54 slices of bacon in there. Enough bacon to make a bacon belt. A bacon necklace, bacon wristband, maybe even a bacon wallet. I don't think that would be such a good idea because, well, you'd be, like, you'd be out in public and you'd be noshing on a wristband. Or, yeah. or, you're, or, you're, or, you're, or you're in line at the, or you're in line at like the, at the at the LCBO or something, and all of a sudden it's like, you know what? I'm a little hungry. Start eating your necklace. Well, the necklace thing, I could, you know what? Remember when you were we were a kid and we had the the candy necklaces? Yeah. That you could yeah. still find someplace. Yeah. Bacon necklaces for adults. Hmm. Okay. All right. Now you're onto something. <laughs> the bacon wallet thing, though, I'm 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 opposed to. Yeah, because it's gonna be hard to pick. It's gonna be hard to pick your friggin' credit card out your teeth. Well, that that and like our money's now made of plastic and metal. We're gonna choke on that. I don't keep coins in the wallet. Some of us do. <laughs> I've gotten to the point now where if I get in the rare event I use cash and I get two three bucks in change, I'm just putting that in the tip jar, all of it. I don't want to carry it around anymore. 
Damn. Same. I do the same with the pub too when I go to when I go to Rangers pub. They still use cash, and it's like, okay, here's twenty bucks for your pints. It's like, there's oh, like fifty, fifteen bucks for your pints. Okay, here's the twenty. Keep the change. They love All right, them. who's number two? Stamps. The, hor- the horses are real bacon bits today. That little bag from the grocery store you bring home, open up and oops, dump too many bits, like 56 bits all over that potato, and you're not even sad about it. Hashtag more bacon. Mm. I need to make baked potato now. Third place is your Toronto Argonauts, and they are Iberico Ham. Some call it the finest ham in the world, coming from the oak pastures of Spain and the noble Iberico Pig. Probably just butchered up with the pronunciation, and I apologize. They say its greatness can only be achieved with patience and skill. Something that our fan base has absolutely none of. That's patience, not skill. They want instant gratification. Apparently, a win isn't enough. Well, no, a win. A win remember, a win with McLeod and Ethel Thompson's a fluke. But <laughs> if you bring in Chad Kelly, I bet it's like, oh, we would we would be eighteen and zero. And won every game by fifty. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the Owls are fourth this week, and they are well, now. Once again, I'm going to butcher pronunciation here. Uh, Le Fresina, uh, a simple country dish from the Tarn region of France, and is mostly pork and potatoes. If you need, if you need, if you need for a good old meat and potatoes dish, this is it. Just do the little things right. I notice there's like a little bit of a theme here. Yeah, he's going around the world with these these this bacon. Well, not just not just that. But anyway, moving on. Middle of the pack this week, it's the Lions. No surprise there because, well, they've well, they're not really anything without Nathan Rourke now, are they? They're pork cracklins, fried pieces of pork fat with meat and skin still attached. There's a whole lot of delicious there, but have too much. But have too much, or don't cook it right, and this will turn nasty on you real fast. Mm-hmm. At a pork roast, you can get the get those with the. Those are pretty good. They ask. They usually ask you when they're serving it. Hmm. I wonder how much. I wonder how much it would be to get a whole pig for the tailgate. For the final game of the year. It would depend on the size. Yeah. Our fan base probably let's not get it that let's not get it that big. Uh, all right, Red Blacks are up to sixth this week. They're pork jerky. Now, typically, I'm a fan of jerky, but it must be done right. It feels like about a 25% shot of the at the good stuff. When it's good, it's great. But when it's bad, it's so hard to chew on. All right, we're waiting on the next one. Next one are the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and 
They're, it's the best. They're pork cobbler. What the fuck is that? I we're gonna find out. Bits and pieces of whatever's left of that of that pig husk, chopped, ground, and pummeled into oblivion, and baked not long enough. Bound to find out your find its way out of your system too fast. Shots fired. What the f- Co- cobbler? It's a dessert. I know. No. It's like it's. Like, you ever see? You ever see? You ever see? You ever hear that uh, the George Carlin routine where he talks about someone taking a shit while running at full speed? Probably have. That sounds like something that George Carlin would talk about. Yeah. That's what I'm. Th- this is probably what they ate just before they started running. Anyway, second to last are <laughs> them, and uh, their pork liver this week. Ain't nobody like liver. <laughs> nobody. Anyone who says they do should never recommend restaurants ever. They should they should get a tattoo on their forehead forehead that says. No taste for all to see. There's some bullshit about iron and liver or something. Yeah, but that's beef liver, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, okay. Pork liver just sounds like it's something that if you don't cook it long enough, you're going to get a tapeworm. And lastly, the Elks. They're in the basement this week, and... Remember when I said there was a little bit of a theme? This is where it comes full circle because they're up. They're not even pork this week. They are a burnt baked potato. You know what you did? I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I mean, 21 to 7 in the first quarter, 20 to 8 in the fourth. They know what they did. Yeah. And I don't know if you've read that little blurb at the bottom, uh, but he usually does something different on each one. The CFL pork rankings are independently owned and operated and have no affiliation with the CFL. Well, old Toddy Football took a header on a wet pool deck in Cancun and blew out his knee. He's currently laid up with a knee brace and sure to go on the sixth game which would get him through the remainder of the stanky elk season. But Toddy don't give up and neither should the team. Let's go. <laughs> uh, see Elks. See, I re- you really have to feel for Elks fans though. We joke, but I mean, we've all been there. Yes. So why we can joke. Yeah. Other than 19. I mean, if 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 we had Corey never Chamberlain been there, is a hack. Sorry. Mention 2019. I got to drink more alcohol now. Thank you very much. Corey Chamberlain is going to be a defensive backs coach in the XFL for San Antonio. And is he, is he going to get blown up by 50 points in the home opener too? No, he's not. He's not calling the shots. He's just just uh, talking the defensive back. So. Uh, all right. So he's going to allow 50, he's going to allow 50 points through the air. Then. Gotcha. And Heinz Ward is his head coach. Well, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting combination. Mm-hmm. So what? So we so now that I've mentioned alcohol, let's 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 
Let's head out to the let's head out to the steps and get some some potato vodka. Time to go to Kazakhstan. Good old yak milk. So the first, so the first one I thought it was the first one I thought was kind of funny was actually kind of a just a little follow up on an on an Argo screw up. For those of you who had the Argo's app, when the game is on, you'll get a notification every time there's a, every time the Argo score. And somehow, somehow our old boy Boris Beattie broke broke a massive record by scoring a 102 yard field goal. Da. He just yeah, that's exactly it. Just said da. Da. Yeah. I mean, still that would be impressive. 102 yards. Yeah, suck it, Jason. Yeah. <laughs> you notice though if, if you're following along on CFL.ca sometimes there'll be this really weird just some of the plays get recorded very strangely at first. It's like Pass complete for minus 57 yards or something. It's like some weird thing, and, and they always correct it. But, yeah, there's always some weird thing going on sometimes. Yeah, every now and then, because I think a lot of this stuff is uh, is automatic. It's not somebody typing things in. It's all automatically driven. So, and then, and then uh, Nick Small commented on that. Uh, someone had too much yak milk. And then Twitter, Twitter once it saw an English word, failed to uh, translate the uh, the last part of his response. Huh. And his response is, "Twitter God is drunk." <laughs> now, my favorite from this week was uh, the response, and it, it wasn't even in Kazakh. Um, when he responded to CFL statistics and football information, this at, at CFL football ops, where he said, play 13 Ottawa challenge that, uh, that there was roughing the passer by Toronto defensive lineman, number two, Oakman, blah, 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 blah. Um, said they were flagged. And he simply posted a link to Hakeem optical. Now, I, I, that's well done. Yeah, that is very well done. I mean, it's. I mean, I find I still find it mildly ironic that that there are actually that there are referees, right? That are, that are in soccer that are actually like in England and Scotland that are actually sponsored by spectators. <laughs> I mean, they got the big they got the big friggin' logo on their sleeve and everything. Oh, and, just, and it's like. Wow, that's considering the amount of shitty calls they provide. It's like you guys need to go there. <laughs> Look, we're we're putting sponsorship on the players' jerseys. Hakeem Optical, call the CFL, get your get your sponsorship for the the refs, please, please. Because your eyes can have it all at Hakeem Optical. <laughs> do it, you cowards! Do it. I never even thought of that, Doug. 
That is a brilliant idea. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get. I, I need to get a referee's uniform, put the CFO logo and massive vacuum optical patch on the <laughs> sleeve. Oh. Now, one last thing. To the world of Reddit, I go and the Toronto Argonaut subreddit. Um, apparently. Okay, I just got to double check one thing really quick because I just want to know where they were at. Okay, so apparently <laughs> there was a Colts fan that came onto the Argo subreddit at approximately, and it was posted around 3 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. And the title of the post says, Colts fan here, can we have Chad Kelly back? K, please. K, thanks. Bye. You'll still have MBT, and at least in theory, Kelly knows our offense. Those of you who don't know, Indianapolis and Houston went to a 2020 tie. Matt Ryan went 32 for 50, 352 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. The responses were, well, one of them. Well, one of them said he's almost in mint condition at the moment, but we believe he has value as a collector's edition, so we'll keep him <laughs> on the pine for now. <laughs> and another guy just said, "No, but nice try." Argos. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I, I thought I thought it was actually kind of cool to have a Colts fan come on our. Humble little subreddit, which is only right now two subs away from 700. Now, to let you know, that's still mid-table amongst amongst CFL sub team subreddits, and it's way behind other Toronto teams. But to go from when when I ended up taking over as chief engineer of the place to now, that's a hell of an accomplishment. And just to let you know, we have we have the wake up, the wake up game, the wake up. It's game day posts. When we win, we'll have upvote parties. And then, of course, you have your you also have questions, news and analysis from places that aren't three down nation. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, what else? Uh, podcasts on occasion, shit posting, you know. You know, the usual stuff that you get on Reddit. So. Yeah, come on, come on, come on board, join the fun, please. Well, not please, but come on board, join the fun, you know? Well, now you're at six ninety nine. You sold me. Yes, one to go. <laughs> one to go to 700. Oh, I just reloaded at six ninety nine. I, huh. That's me. I know. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, I, I, I had a social media. I had one off Reddit, too. Oh, so energy 106 in Winnipeg, whatever that is. Sounds like a radio station. Yes. Did a TikTok post summing up the Banjo Bowl. To the, you know, Sesame Street song, Menomina. The riders suck. (laughs) Riders suck. 
Yep. Riders suck. You're welcome You're for welcome. the earworm, by the way. <laughs> You're gonna have all your everyone listening to this is gonna have that stuck in their head now for at least a week. Something e- yep. Something to something to keep to tie you over for the bye week till next Saturday when we're back on the field for the home stretch. It was um it, it didn't originally appear in, in in the Muppets. Oh no, no, it's uh it's like in a like in a borderline porno, I think. It was in some weird it was, it was popularized by the Muppet Muppets. Yes, but it was in some strange Italian film. It was like nineteen sixty-eight. Well, if you wanna go down a rabbit hole. Oh, it's on YouTube. Actually, CBC has an article about it. Fine, it's not a rabbit hole. (sighs) No, it's a Muppet hole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Muppet Muppet hole's much better. uh... It's from a 1968 film called Sweden, Heaven and Hell. That sounds very Muppet. (laughs) On that note, we're on the bye week. So let us know what you want us to talk about next week. If we do a show. When uh, when we we preview the uh, fourth game. Uh, Let us know. Hit us up on uh, Twitter everywhere. um, And uh, hit... What? You said fourth. Third. Fourth. The third. Fourth win in a row? Oh. oh. Sure. Yeah. Fourth win in a row, third game in this third game in the series. Okay. Well they yeah. better win. Doug and I are go. <laughs> they don't win, Doug's riding. I, I beg your pardon? <laughs> Doug's rioting if they don't win. <laughs> Doug may yeah. riot if they do win. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll We don't know what Doug's right. going to do yet. <laughs> yeah, I'll write all right. Yeah, don't sure. Don't tell our Doug what to do. I'll probably be slurring that at the end of the night for all I know. <laughs> I got to get out of here. You don't tell my Doug what to do. Oh, Doug, where can they find you? Probably, probably drunk in a <laughs> gutter somewhere in Ottawa in a good next Saturday, but in the but meantime, if they need but if they need if to it, tag you in the videos of those posts, where are they going to tag you? You can tag it on Twitter at dougb five one nine. You can also on on uh, uh, the double blue. You can also tag the double blue order as well. We're gonna have a few members going down there on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Don't forget, don't forget about your merch. Doubleblueorder.ca Will, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at ArgoFans or at www.argofans.com. And sadly, he's probably going to be the one bailing out Doug. 
He's got oh, the money to do it. I think I'm going. I'm leaving after the game, so. No, so you're not getting. Uh, off. Yeah, yeah, I'm screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm driving back to Kingston in the dark. Oh, Doug gets to spend the night in the drunk tank. Erica will have to bail him out. <laughs> that should be impressive. That one. Or Lori or Finn or or the Celesters. I don't know. Oh, they'll, they'll probably all pull together. Who knows? Yeah. We're, ta- we're taking donations for uh, Doug's uh, bail money now. Start up a GoFundMe. <laughs> oh, you can find me at all kinds of clay, and I'll be wisecracking uh, Doug the whole time. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out how, how much that, that, that bail fund is getting up to, so we can figure out exactly how much trouble you can get yourself into. Oh, you can find the Argos Fancast at Argos Fancast, or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast, or go directly to theargosfancast.podbean.com. That does it for this episode of the Argos Fancast. We're on a bye week, so uh, well, we're going to get up to some uh, crazy things. Doug and Will are going to be in Ottawa for the next game. Look for the GoFundMe page, Touch Bail. Cheers, everyone.